0: She said she said
1: Today when Katie and I are talking about doing a check-in and what we could check in about and uh this is Thanksgiving week the Sunday after Thanksgiving um we're like the holiday season and I'll actually be really curious I'm excited to hear about Katie because we've had a few holiday seasons you know in our friendship like we this was like an interesting part when we were first becoming friends and being roommates was like being in college and having the Thanksgiving break and then being back for like three weeks and then back home for an six weeks off essentially and all that fun stuff but um yeah we just thought we would talk about the holiday season but then the holiday season with covid Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so katie (laughs) i think of you as being so sentimental so i'm going to be really curious how do you feel about the holidays in general in general i
0: Really enjoy the holidays. I am a pretty sentimental person um, against my better judgment, wishes <laughs> against who I want to be. I'm, yeah, very sappy around this time of year. And I think my family kind of overdoes it. Um, I have a small family, and my parents' house transforms into a winter wonderland. Every single year, and so well, it's great, and I love it. Um, it's a lot of Christmas. We celebrate Christmas, so it's like from usually like Thanksgiving or before until January. It's Christmas. That's the only music we listen to. The only music on TV. That's everything. So um, I so, like, need some space from it. And, like, now it's interesting, like, make traditions. I decorate, and it's really nice, and I try not to thinking about, like, packing next year. Sorry, it says my internet is unstable. Did I, like, cut out? A little bit. It's been a little choppy. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so... It's sentimental, but I also have that weird, like, I need less of this feeling. <laughs> I don't know. What That's about you, so
1: funny. Well, because I've always been, like, a, I need less of this type of person. Um, like I said, when I was, like, in fifth grade, we moved to a new house, and my mom is, like, the most basic, like, mom with, like like our house looks so nice and it makes me so sad that I like cannot find enjoyment in that. Like, I, I don't know. Like, and I have like such, like, we are like a warm hearted family that says I love you. And like, it's not disingenuous, but there is an aspect of it that feels disingenuous. Like, I don't know. We, so I, <laughs> I had told this story a couple of times. I can't remember if I told it on the podcast or not so when we moved to our new house we have 12 foot ceilings upstairs and so my mom was so excited to get a 12 foot christmas tree like a gigantic christmas tree but we didn't buy a new base for it so our typical six foot christmas tree when you double it you should probably buy a new base that's my little bit of preemptive advice for everybody else so our tree would fall over multiple times a year And it had all of these beautiful ornaments and decorations on it, and it would crash to the ground and it would splay the glass like ornament everywhere. And I happened to be upstairs when it fell for like the third time that year. And new house, open concept. I'm in like the corner of the kitchen. The Christmas tree is in our living room, but technically it's all kind of an open room. And she peeks her head up from downstairs and just sees them on the same floor as it and was like, So determined that it was me that was the problem and nothing to do with the Christmas tree otherwise. And I have got, I got cussed out in a way I have never been cussed out in my life, especially for my sweet mother. And so ever since then, I've had a little bit of trauma. She did later apologize to me, and my brother, my dad left right away and went to Walmart and bought a new base, and once the tree was set up again, and it was all cleaned up, she was, like, in a place where she could apologize, but um, (laughs) I was, like, wow, this is so unnecessary. Like, we don't even need, why do we need a 12-foot tree? (laughs) And ever since, I've had a little bit of a railing against it, and I've been collecting anecdotes about why to be kind of like anti-Christmas or anti-holiday decorating ever since I've been building a little bit of a case like oh. it's sustainable like holiday decorations contribute to landfill waste in immense numbers every year and it's kind of like the fast fashion concept with like you know Dollar Tree and like when you purchase decorations that oftentimes are like not sustainable and blah, 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 blah. I actually, I have a request. Thank you, Haley Meeson, um, to do a TikTok TED Talk on it. <laughs> so maybe that's what one of my first videos will be, where it'll be an anti-holiday decorating. <laughs> I like celebrating, especially with food, but, um. <laughs> you
0: heard it here first, y'all. Go follow Matt 10 on TikTok.
1: But this is all a major aside. Um, Yeah. So holidays, I think this is like another interesting part of adulting and like things that can feel kind of unexpectedly changing after college is like the when, where, and how to celebrate holidays. And then like, obviously COVID is a huge disruptor in that too. Um, But I like, I love the holidays. I was, I was huge into getting presents as a kid. Like, and I wanted like present presents. Like I asked for like an iPod. I was like, I am materialistic. I, (laughs) I will own that. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) but I did spend like in high school, two of my Christmases were elsewhere. I didn't feel any like uncertainty about missing it. And like this year with not having any family gatherings, it is a weird uncertainty where just all the fragility comes up for me. Um, I did have my aunt uncle got COVID and they are older. My mom is 14 years younger than her older siblings, so they will be their in their 60s. I'm going to say probably. I don't the math and that they're in their 60s mm-hmm. um <laughs> and uh just like when I think of our family I actually think of like that particular aunt is like such a matriarch we would typically out, like once a year once every other year sometimes multiple times a year depending on what's going on with the family but we would get travelers to Waverly and they would go stay at my aunt's house and then we would have a big family gathering around that and like Christmas is hosted at her place like So it kind of just, again, realizing that we might not have as much time with certain family members as we would hope, and they're recovering from COVID. It seems like they're on a good, healthy track, but just the realization, I uh, got to see both of my grandparents this week. um, And like in person, in person. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that was just, again, interesting to you know, be careful about doing that, and also being like, like, how many uncontrollable factors are there to this, and everything that yeah. relates to that. So, um, I don't know. And I've definitely been processing. I had like this fierce independence that was instilled in me, and I carried it through through like junior high and high school, and even college, and then now that. I'm quote unquote, a full fledged adult. I don't know if there's like a stamp or like where that like officially gets processed, but, um, I don't know. I feel like there was like such a fierce pursuit of being independent, but now that I'm independent, it's like reminiscent of my roots and like Mm. not wanting to lose that connectivity and like truly like what's the most important things in life is family and wanting to be able to recognize that and not miss a moment in this kind of strong-headed, idealistic, I don't know, um, concept that I should be independent and I should go and be off mm-hmm. on my own just because it's, like, quote-unquote, my season of life to do that, um.
0: Yeah, COVID yeah. has kind of amplified that for me, um, and like, the importance of family and how precious that time is together, like, For Thanksgiving, we did a Zoom call, you know, on, like, the Christ side, and I'm more than guessing that we're not going to do anything on my mom's side um, for Christmas, um, just because it's a bigger family, and we usually do the holidays on the Christ side, um, because everyone else is everywhere else, (laughs) but that it really is the time of year, and, like, usually the only time of year that every person or as many people as possible are in the same space at one time Hmm. like my godfather lives in chicago and he travels for work and so this is the only time that he really is able to join us for christmas and we have our like traditions the christ family is like really big into like we're going to church on christmas eve and while that's happening josh and my uncle brad stay at home and watch the food and, like, then we do dinner, and then we do, like, presents, and I'm, I've gotten into such a, like, I'd rather have the experiences than the gifts, you know, I'd, like, I'd much rather do activities with my family, and, like, know them in that way, Mm -hmm. and it's just so different from, like, when I was a kid, and it like, only child, like, everybody would watch me open gifts, basically, (laughs) and that was great, but it was just, I, yeah, like, appreciating that quality time that is my love language together is much more of a focus during the holidays now,
1: yeah, yeah. I have a love language question that I don't know if you would know or not, but, like, um, we are just talking about that. Katie and I got to see each other yesterday just for everybody. Yay. We went for a walk outdoors. We did three miles in 60 minutes, which was lovely. It was so nice. Oh, it was awesome. so beautiful. I went for a walk today, and it was, like, a completely different story weather-wise. So I
0: went outside, I think, twice, and it was to get groceries.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But we're talking about love languages on the walk. And then, of course, I saw something on Twitter and sent them to Josh and Katie. Um, but so I was, like, thinking about acts of service and then, like, gifts. What's that called? Gifts? Um, receiving <laughs> gifts. And so, oh, I guess so uh, acts of service, is that, like, the concept of giving a gift and then one person's gi- receiving gifts? That's yeah. A- I always thought gifts was like giving and receiving gifts, like that. It was just like mm. realistic. I feel like I need to do some more research into love languages now.
0: Well, speaking of uh, your original question about,
1: no, we were talking
0: about, because you sent a thing about love languages, right?
1: It was giving lists of like what to do for Christmas for people. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. It was the opposite of that. It was self-care recommendations. Mine, my number one is words of affirmation. So it is positive self-talk, keep a gratitude list, make a daily mantra, make a vision board, compliment yourself, read self-help books, write yourself a love letter. I love that one. I thought that was fun. Um, (laughs) Write positive sticky notes, watch a motivational speech. Watch an inspiring documentary. I thought it was a good list for me. It does sound like a good list. It does. And yours would be quality time. Yes,
0: which is is questions are prayer, eating, stretching, exercising, guarding, meditation, taking a bath, a skincare routine, cleaning your space, moisture your body, and spending time in nature, which yes to, to for <laughs> except for meditation except for meditation
1: yeah well they say like 10 minutes of meditation a day and they say it takes a long time to work up to 10 minutes of meditation a day but you can literally mm. change like the comp- composition of your brain like it creates more gray matter or white matter I can't remember mm. matter of sorts interesting in so your quality time, love language, that's my number two. What's your number two? Uh, it is acts of service. Do you want to go through that list quick? Sure. So acts of service.
0: Uh, volunteer. Oh, so that would be my number
1: three, P.S.
0: Oh, your three. Okay. That would be my three. Okay. So the list under acts of service are volunteer, meal prep, get a massage, get a car wash, make your bed. I feel like this is how I do care for myself yours are quality time, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, okay. For people listening in, I feel like then we should just go through the other two so that people can uh-huh. like hear what their own self-care would be. So Josh's is um, physical touch. And yes. so that self-care. Josh, Josh my boyfriend. Not Josh- yeah. clarify. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Josh Smith's. Josh, text us.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, yes. That um, a voice note. <laughs> <snaps>. Please
1: do. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. So physical touch, this is the self-care recommendations, is to dance, stretch, masturbate, do your hair, get a massage, move your body, clap for yourself, Ooh, a skincare routine, give your body grace, moisturizing your skin. I love that. Take an Epsom salt bath, (laughs) give yourself a massage, and eat majority fruits and veggies. Those are nice. That's a good list. I think it's important to remember, like, like, all self, like, there's not exclusivity in any of these lists. Like, if any of that sounds nice, like, highly recommend doing it. Just because right. Physical touch isn't your thing. I think physical well, touch is one of my least on my list. Lo- I don't know. I cuddle. I re- cuddle with my roommate every morning. I yeah. miss it. I text her now that I'm not at her house to cuddle with her.
0: <laughs> well, I do, I do want to, like, throw in here, like, I feel like these are, you know, on the heteronormative scale, this is very, like, of cis woman list, like, a um, feminine list, because, like... It shouldn't be. I It shouldn't be, but I don't think just by nature that Josh a, would you so inclined to do to any, any of these things, yeah, or, like, even think
1: to do self-care like this, you know? That's a really important note to make. That's really interesting. Now I'm trying to think, like, like, my brother. Like, I'm trying to think which one would be his.
0: Well maybe, like you said, it shouldn't be, and it's effed up that all these things that I'm seeing
1: are, to me, feminine things. It also sometimes are things that don't seem like it's just self-care, but, like, a standard to being a woman is that you have this, like, Pinterest ability to, like, how you live your life, and these are, in fact, all things that are extra tools and are like automatically things we should be enrolling in. I don't know. Sometimes when I go through this list, I'm like, oh, that's all like theoretically kind of on the to-do list on the peripheral of me adulting. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, it's not. (laughs) Like you're paying your bills. You're, you know, working to eat well. Like I do a lot of really good things. Like why do I feel like the standard is like, this is like the perfectionist (laughs) way of living my life that I'm missing because I don't live a Pinterest life. (laughs) right. Right. (laughs) That's interesting. That's a good note. I would love to hear from men about what their self-care looks like and not to be judgmental at all, but I'm I think their lists would be even more about themselves. I don't know. I mean, this is all self-care, so it's about yourself, but like I don't know. Well, like, so
0: Josh, a couple of things he does I know are like just give himself time to not think about anything. So like he, like tonight he was watching a show by himself, mm-hmm. like just totally like disengaged from the rest of the world or like he loves to go on walks. So that kind of thing, like to move his body and to, which maybe that's a physical touch thing. <laughs> and to just, like, totally disengage, but it's, I feel like a lot of these things are still active self-care,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah, well, and, like, I'll share one thing that, like, I've been trying to do since I graduated, I felt like I had to be on it, doing it all at the same time, basically, because you have all these classes at the same time, and all these extracurriculars at the same time, and you're pursuing X, Y, and Z opportunities at the same time, um is that like I have made a cognitive effort to not multitask not multitask when I'm at work not multitask when I'm at home and when I do my multitask to like do it in a way that is very purposeful for example like I can listen to music or a podcast when I'm driving or like do such a thing when I'm cooking but Mm -hmm. like I try not to have music on when I even journal like and to give my time myself like quality quiet time and what that looks like because Inevitably, I always had like two, at least two screens, three screens. This is like a Bill Withers comment. So many screens going all at once. And like, because I didn't get like focused self care time, like when I did want to watch a show, I'm going to be watching the show while I'm translating my notes or like doing something that is like a sedentary activity that's related to something I have to do. But I realized that I don't create my best work when I do that. And it makes me more anxious and more panicked. And then I really feel like I'm not prioritizing what I need to prioritize and then I just feel like I'm missing the mark and I'm not enough it's like ultimately kind of mm. the biggest takeaway is like you're trying to do it all and none of it is enough and so I was like what if I just completely give myself the time to it and it's hard so one percent gains every day is like the comment that it's from I mean I think there's a couple of thought leaders that integrate that but it's Atomic Habits is the book that really drives that point home I think introduced the point but I can't say that for sure for sure but um like no changing the composition of your life or designing your life cannot all happen at once. like one percent difference so if you pick one activity that you're not gonna multitask through anymore like pick it see how it feels use the positive feelings to like integrate it in other ways like Katie and I both have perfectionist inter- like <laughs> <Yes>. perfectionist <laughs> tendencies that I have noticed in myself can stop myself from making positive change because it's not enough quick enough or um, the like. Yes.
0: yes. I would agree. It makes me super uncomfortable to just let, let go and uh, feel out my feelings and what is best for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, okay, on the line of self one. care, yeah, we just have one last list. So, for our friends that are, uh, their love language is receiving gifts, your list is treat yourself. Also, so, Parks and Rec. Parks and Parks Rec, treat <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Tom <Halperford. laughs> uh Enroll in a class, buy a new plant. Shout out to Katie. <laughs> Invest in a hobby, learn a new skill, buy essential oils. Highly recommend lemongrass. Um try a new perfume, start a new project, make a self-care kit. Ooh. Invest in your closet, take a, yourself on a trip, buy yourself something nice.
0: So, we 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 talked about self-care and that's where the conversation turned, but I think it's super important especially as we hear about, like, these are going to be the darkest months of the year, both literally and in terms of, like, mental health mm. and, like, loneliness and not, people not being able to gather for the holidays and health care, all that, mm. um, it's going to be overwhelmingly a couple of really hard months, and we know that, so understanding that we know COVID sucks. On our, like, episode notes, it says, COVID, Mackenzie, it sucks, Katie, ditto, and working You can see we
1: really script this. (laughs)
0: Yeah, those were our notes for this section, so, um, yeah, it's, it's important to know what gives you life and what you can do, A, for yourself and others during this time, Mm, so. So, then going back to the holidays, Mackenzie, you're a huge movie, TV buff. Um, (laughs) Tell me what your, maybe your, like, traditional movies and TV shows are around the holidays and, like, what you're watching now, this year.
1: (laughs) So, I, Home Alone, like, all the Home Alones are for sure, and they're going to do a podcast version of Home Alone that's, like, yeah. Yeah so yeah they're gonna get the actors together to do like a scripted like new version of it I think and it's gonna be in podcast form so heads up there I saw it via the Twitters I have not listened to it I don't know if it's been released I don't know if it's just like a conceptual thing that they're buying into but I'm optimistic for that so (laughs) Home Alone for sure just like I just remember feeling so empowered by the movie
0: (laughs) I don't know if it's
1: because I love travel and, like, again, an independent little squirt or what, (laughs) exactly, but I love Home Alone, so that is one year after year I watch. Mackenzie, little
0: Mackenzie was, like, daring Dan and Jane to leave her home. You're like, (laughs) I fuck up some robbers. I will put little Legos by every single window.
1: Yeah. (laughs) i got it. I have... Got it lock and key. That's why people ask me to pet sit and house sit now. It's just because <laughs> of that. I should have put it on my care.com profile. Oh my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like another honorable mention, which is just like good for like the entire fall, is like Nightmare Before Christmas. But, um, as of newer movie releases, I there are two that I feel like really need to get like a shout out Lily and Dash. That's a Netflix tv show as it turns out I thought it was a movie I went into it with the intention of watching it as a movie on a Sunday the two hours I was planning to invest in it quickly became six so I can watch the entire seven episodes um (laughs) in a single day and basically a single sitting so Mm -hmm. worth it though and it's so cute it's um kind of like a little teenage love story in New York City and but like done in un cute, nice way, like two intellectuals, and um, basically, uh, there's this notebook that Lily leaves in a bookshop that she loves, and starts to play a game with a boy, and they both get out of their comfort zones and like learn more about each other and um, fall in love through the notebook. And then, of course, there's going to be some opposition to that, and like other personal discoveries, but it. It really, it warmed the heartstrings. And like, Mm -hmm. I love, I love like discovery and like wholesome um, adventures kind of like where it's not like this huge risky thing, but it's like Mm -hmm. kind of what you think would mean the most, like almost realistic of like adventure Mm -hmm. to be seeking. And that's what it is. And it it was really, it was really worth it. It was really sweet. And the other one is on Hulu, and it is a movie, and it's Happiest Holiday. Mm -hmm. And it is the queer Hallmark movie we all needed, which was not technically a Hallmark movie. Daniel Levy is a part of it, and he helped in the production of it. And so did another, like, queer icon who I follow on Instagram, but I can't remember what her name is, Mackenzie Davis. Is hi, I'm Mackenzie. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> and they have a really excellent cast all around. Allison Brie um, is in it, and various others. Aubrey Plaza, she has a pretty significant mm. role. Um, it's gonna really bother me. That I don't know who it is that I follow on Instagram that helped make this beautiful thing. Oh, Clea DuVall, she's in The Handmaid's Tale. Um, So, Sylvia, bottom line to all of this inquiry is the movie, which the criticism I saw around it, which I think is fair, is that, like, I saw somebody on the tweeter's tweet that they're like, you know you can make a queer story and have it not be about coming out, right? And I was like, you know what, that's super fair, but also people anxious around the holidays and having that as, like, a family moment and, like... Also, unfortunately, coming out is never just like one time. Like people have to perpetually come out in all sorts of different people and dynamics and situations and communities. And like, so I think there is some validity to continuing the conversation about what it looks like to come out.
0: One thing that's bringing me happiness is I'll drum roll. <laughs> I can't roll my tongue
1: right now but I was just thinking about like, kind of like the soundtrack to life and the, I had rediscovered some songs that are like a complete and total mood and vibe and I love the songs that have come up and become popular on TikTok like how many artists are getting diversified and getting attention and I mean, I just feel like there are, like, a lot of thoughts around it, and I was also reflecting that, like, during my senior year, there was a day where Katie and I were off on this road trip with a van full of people behind us, but we were, she was driving, I was in the passenger seat, and um, I was controlling the music for the car, and how fun it was for Katie and I to, like, talk about music we love and why we love this music and Katie showed me a song that was from how to lose a man in 10 days and then I happened to throw on this new song that had come up in my discover and she already had like listened to the band and loved them and just like all these different connection points and how it was like such it made the day feel so momentous to like have this additive quality of music and delight together and I was just like if i could have anything for christmas it would be just to share music and share what makes media important to us and how it mm. intertwines with reality it is currently the link on our instagram page um and i would be overjoyed to continue to have people add to it it's called the ongoing she said recommended song playlist or something along those lines and um yeah, I am so excited to see what people add to it. So that is the thought with that. have got recent accomplishments which we both left blank in the in the note-taking yeah. yeah
0: so I I can go first um mine's gonna be quick I think unless you have like follow-up questions I haven't like fully accomplished anything but I started diddling around with like graphic design a little bit just to like like start my skills back up. I started a class on Coursera or Google Digital Garage that is powered by Coursera. Like I'm just auditing it and just like to think in design ways. So I'm just proud of myself for starting something. I don't know if I'll finish it, but like I want to like be in the learning mindset and that's something that's art interests me so much and I'm not very good at doing it digitally so I want I want to like hone those skills a little bit more what is the recent accomplishment
1: yeah so one recent accomplishment that I am really really proud of is that um I extended a contact of mine to a friend and I'm really hopeful that there'll be a really good connection and have a really good discussion. I had a good friend who had said that she wanted to get into doing more philanthropy work. Um, I have a person that they remind me of each other so much and um, like they're both go-getters. They're both out like large organizations in Des Moines um, and. There, There is, um, like, my friend is my age, and the person I'm connecting her with would be probably late 30s, early 40s, and, like, is incredible, and I'm so pleased that she was, like, so excited to get connected, because I, I, you know, I was like, hey, like, I gave her the whole scenario, and she was, she seemed really pleased with it, so... Um yeah, I'm excited. That feels really good to be able to extend that to other people. And also I've been the recipient of that recently in the last three months. I've been reaching out and asking for mentorship and asking for feedback. And um, so it's like really good to be able to help connect those dots. Reading, watching, listening to Katie. What are you reading?
0: Yes, I am reading a book called Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. I got an
1: email we... from you about this yesterday. Yes,
0: it is our work book club um, book. And reading starts or our discussion starts tomorrow online. And I'm 25 pages into the um, 114 pages that I'm supposed to be on by tomorrow. So um, that's good. Then I am watching, um Megan and I are watching Grey's Anatomy each week, although it wasn't out this week. So instead, we watch the Folklore movie slash visual documentary slash, I don't know, just Taylor Time. It was Taylor really time. cool. And then I said, maybe we'll start some Christmas music here soon, which really, I mean, Taylor Swift's Christmas Tree Farm, I've played three or four times, and I'm ready for more.
1: (laughs) I don't have Taylor Christmas on any of my playlists, so Mm -hmm. maybe I'll have to start that. I'm a pretty 2000s traditionalist, so I do, like, Mariah Carey, and I do Justin Bieber's, like, first Christmas album. Um, Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Maddie Poppy just came out with a Christmas album, and I'll probably listen to that, but I haven't yet. My parents have. I said it was good.
0: Okay. What about you? What are you reading watching, listening to?
1: So reading, I didn't really have a choice in this. My mom just kind of like gave it to me when I came home. She was like, you have to read this. So I am reading <laughs> Group, How One Therapist in a Circle of Strangers Changed My Life by Christy Tate. Mm-hmm. And she got an advanced reader's edition because apparently she's on Goodreads and somehow won it, but she didn't realize she had won it. And then she read it and it was amazing. So watching, as Katie said, Grey's Anatomy is back on. My other shows are back on too. This Is Us, Law and Order. Um, so, so, so excited about that. It's been kind of fun to have mm-hmm. that weekly outlet. And also I'm better about not binging because obviously you can't binge off of the same show. So I would have to switch over to another show to binge. And I don't do that. So it's like this infusion of story progression and fun without um, like getting into a bad habit around it, which is nice. Um and then last but not least listening to of course Armchair Expert um, <laughs> love it love it love it shout out to Dak Shepard and Monica Mouse um, and there are two recent episodes that were so good there was Halsey and then Tristan Harris was also interviewed and he is um the social dilemma that is his oh <gasps> yes he is the president of the center for humane technology he's behind the social dilemma um and intertwines a lot of really good information i remember when being in school and being told about like how terrible technology is and how like the next generation's being ruined aka us and all that and like rolling my eyes at it and now just a short five years later i'm like yeah it's not good all All right right, any final thoughts from you nope all right I love you
0: I love you too have a great night you too